I would imagine that you're often saying things to yourself like, next month, I'll be less busy. So I'm really going to start thinking about my finances then. Or if I could just get this project done, then I'm going to hire that team member and I'm going to have so much time to onboard them and give them stuff to do. Or as soon as I've got this done, I'm going to get that system in place because I never want to end up in this situation again. And you have this kind of internal monologue going on constantly. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave to. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Simplified Scaling podcast. In today's episode, we are talking all about the back end of our business and why we wait far too long before we sort out the chaos that often is the back end of our business. So before we jump in, I think it's really important that we just define what we mean by the back end of business, because it can be a little bit confusing with all the terminology we see out there on the internet. So we're really talking about the structure of our business. So the systems that we have in place, the support that we have, so our team and other third parties that might be offering us support, the strategy that we have in our place in terms of where we're taking our business and our vision for the business, and also the structure and space that we've created as business owners to run the business, to have work-life balance, and to fit everything in. Because all of this, of course, comes from that overall structure of the business. And I think that's why it's so important that we get on top of this quite early, because most of us have built these businesses because we want that work-life balance. And you'll know that you've maybe left it a bit too late to bring in thinking about the back end when you know, probably business is starting to pick up, you're getting pretty busy serving clients, orders are starting to flow in if it's a product based business, but it's actually starting to feel a little bit out of control. You've got a nonstop to do list going around in your head, you feel like you just haven't got enough time to get everything organized. And everything maybe feels like it's in 25 different places. And you're not quite sure where to look for the information that you need to move forward. What would some signposts maybe be, Pip, of of us getting to this point? Great question. And I think this is such a common thing as well, that we start our businesses, we work really hard, all of a sudden it's boom, everything's happening, everything's working, but it doesn't feel like we're in control anymore. So if you feel like this, you are not alone. It's a very normal feeling to have, but it's really important that you get on top of it. And you might feel this, in the way that if somebody asks you how much profit you're making, you have no idea. You couldn't tell them. You maybe don't even know how much cash you've got in your bank account. You don't know what money's coming in and out this month. And you're feeling a little bit of out of control with your finances, which can, for a lot of people, cause quite a lot of anxiety and uncertainness if you're not really sure and certain on your numbers. You'll often find as well that if you are a client-facing business, that you feel that clients are coming in and onboarding is just a hot mess you're forgetting to send out contracts to people you forgot who's paid which deposit when what payment plan they're on and you're feeling that you're not really on top of all of this you also might find that if you are selling products that you're actually starting to resent selling the products because so many orders are coming in you can't keep on top of the orders and you're silently willing the orders to not come in but also come in at the same time it's kind of that weird space where you want all the sales, but also 
you don't really want them because you know the work that it's going to bring on for you. You'll often also find, and I've definitely found this in the past, is that it's really hard to keep on top of things like your marketing. So you feel a little bit sporadic in everything. There's not that structure. And you're very much in reactive mode. You're like, okay, I'm launching this new thing. Oh, hurry to get out the Instagram post on the day rather than having all of that built in and organized and all structured out in time and scheduled out way in advance. So you can go into a new launch with that breathing space rather than kind of that that place of franticness. I also think coming onto that reactive and proactive thing, because of the lack of being able to be proactive, because you're so busy and you're so in your head and the to-do list is so long, that you're always in this reactive mode, which is, you know, great. You're probably really good at dealing with the problems as they come in the moment and fighting those fires but you're feeling a little bit frustrated that you can't move things forward and you feel like you're a little bit stuck with that. And that often comes as well in terms of your team. You feel like you want more help with things. You feel like you want to move things forward, but you've no idea, A, when to find the time to find the right team member, but then also when would you find the time to train them? So you're in this sort of cycle where you need extra help and you need more time back, but you don't really have the time to get that extra help to get your time back. Yeah, I think there's some really obvious markers of things that are happening in the business, but it's also just the way you're feeling, I think as well. It's that feeling of being completely overwhelmed. You've been wishing to build that client base. You've been wanting those inquiries to come in, but suddenly it feels like there's too many, you know, there's too much going on, too many different things that you need to be focusing on, starts to make you feel quite anxious. It's difficult to switch off. You know, you start to lose that balance because that to-do list of worries is creeping into everything you do. It's creeping into kind of chilling out to watch TV. It's when you go for a walk, you're starting to cancel things with friends because you feel like you've got too much, but you also don't really know where to start with it all. So you're constantly thinking about your business and what you need to do and that you're slightly treading water and not getting any of it done. So you're also just not feeling successful because you have no time to reflect on the things that you've achieved, how you've got on with the products or the launches that you set for yourself and no time to think about where you're going to go next. So you'll probably start making some quite simple mistakes because you are forgetting how much you've got to do, like forgetting what you need to do because there's so much going on. It's really difficult to stay focused on one task when you've got 20 million other must do this, must do that, must get that done going on in your head. And I would imagine that you're often saying things to yourself like, next month, I'll be less busy. So I'm really going to start thinking about my finances then. Or if I could just get this project done, then I'm going to hire that team member and I'm going to have so much time to onboard them and give them stuff to do. Or as soon as I've got this done, I'm going to get that system in place because I never want to end up in this situation again. And you have this kind of internal monologue going on constantly around this. Georgia, if I had a pound for every time a client told me next month when I'm not so busy, I'll get this done. I would be a very rich lady. I tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I think with this, it's really, it's important for us to understand why it's so important that we get this structure and this foundation in place in the back ends of our business. Because ultimately, we've built businesses to create flexibility and freedom for us, right? And this this flexibility and freedom, I appreciate, looks different to everybody. But if we don't have the back end of our business sorted and organized and this well-oiled machine in place, 
you won't have ever that flexibility and freedom that you're hoping for because you're always going to be in this reactive mode rather than proactive mode. And if you feel that you're constantly drowning in this chaos and this list of to-dos, you aren't able to ever really step up and be the leader and that CEO of your business and guide your business to where you want to get to and achieve that vision because you're constantly going to be stuck in the busy work and not moving things forward. And of course, also, if you're not on top of things and things are feeling all over the place, there's risk there. There's risk that you miss paying a bill. There's risk that you don't save enough money for taxes, which then really hits you financially. There's a risk there that you've missed something that's actually really important because you're too busy. You've just missed the email and you've not had the chance to think, oh, last year I had this. It's a bit strange that I've not had this talk with my accountant yet, or I've not done this thing with my lawyer yet. And so I think it is really important that we have this time to build the foundation so we have that space to really step up and lead our businesses properly. Absolutely, because if you don't do that, you're going to really cap your potential going forward. If you constantly remain in the reads of your business, like getting these odd jobs done, the the never ending to do list, and you don't give yourself that time to think about, okay, where is it going? What are the big projects we're focusing on? How can I start to work more in the area where I have that incredible expertise and knowledge and less in the reads of getting things done. So you've got to take some time to think about how am I going to scale this out? Where am I going to hire and build and delegate to teams so that I can really focus on my actual potential within this business? Plus, if you don't do that, you're really at danger of burning out, you know? And then all the joy's gone, all the fun's gone. It's just full stress and it's not a position that we want to get ourselves into. A hundred percent. And I think it's so easy. We've we've all been there and felt this where we've been doing a million different things. And, you know, I can think of examples of clients where they've been picking up bits of work and reacting in real time. So they'll answer an email as it comes in. A customer then pops up on the website, you know, and the, the WeChat query, they're responding to that. Then they're then picking up the next thing. And actually they've ended up trying to keep so many plates spinning or balls in the air that they end up dropping things. So they don't go back to the customer who's speaking to them because they've picked up the email, which is really urgent that's come through. And then somebody's given them a call and they're they're then onto that. And the problem with that is when we get stuck in this place where we're never really finishing off tasks because we're jumping so quickly between things because there's so much going on and so much fighting for our attention is that we can put ourselves in a really vulnerable position. And, you know, it's, it's simple. Maybe you don't get back to a customer quickly enough or you don't change the order like they asked you to do or you don't come back to your client when they have an issue quickly enough. You know, that's a one-off thing and these things happen. But if that's something that continues, you will then find that your clients are not happy, your customers are not happy, and that will have a really detrimental effect on your business in the long term. Yes, we all mess up every now and again because there's too much going on, but you can't continue to work like that because that long term, these little mistakes will really build and aggregate together into something that's really hard to turn back from. Mm. And there's so many other ways that those little mistakes can impact stuff. I remember having a conversation with a fellow coach recently who had spent quite a lot of time building out this, this new program that they wanted to sell and willing people to come in and buy this program. But what they actually hadn't done was spend any time on the process of, you know, the journey that people would go through as they came in to buy this program. And great news 
it was successful and people wanted to buy it. But quickly, she was almost willing less people to buy the program because the process that they were going through to get onboarded was too time consuming, too complicated and was making her feel like she just didn't have the time or energy to deliver on it. But really, it probably just took a couple of little tweaks to get it working as it should. And suddenly she was happy again to have these clients coming in. But she could have solved that problem by thinking about that in advance. And potentially there were customers that may have been turned off the idea of signing up to this program because there were too many hurdles or it didn't flow smoothly to get them onboarded into the program. So true. And you can see then if you're living a little bit in this chaos and you don't have that back end structure in place, if your marketing structure isn't in place because you're feeling overwhelmed with clients, you then, whether you know or not, are probably not putting the same amount of effort into marketing that you might have done. And therefore, you can see how really quickly you're actually leaving money on the table because of one small process that you haven't got sorted actually could end up costing you thousands of pounds of potential profit. It's it's amazing, isn't it, how these little tweaks can make potentially such a big difference for us. Yeah, I agree. So Pip, if we're thinking about this, what are some tips or some common mistakes that people are making that we could help them with? Well, I think the first thing is to start thinking about what is that critical point for me? What's that one thing that feels in the business amongst everything the biggest issue, the biggest hurdle, the biggest zap of my time and attention. And if that that one thing could be sorted, you would be then feeling, okay, now I have time. Now I can deal with this thing that I was looking for. So I think it's really good that you get really clear with what that one thing is for you. And this, of course, will be different for everyone. For some people, it will be knowing your numbers. For some people, it will be managing the team or hiring the team member. For other people, it will be getting that marketing funnel in place. So I think taking a step back and really trying to understand for you what that big thing is, is a really good starting point. So I agree. And I think let's start actually with when people are feeling like they've got to the point that they've left it too late, you know, to start thinking about the back end of the business. If you are in that position now, you are probably feeling overwhelmed by everything that is going on in your business. And the first step, absolutely the first step when you get to this point of overwhelm is to take out pen and paper over writing on your computer, always pen and paper, and just list down everything that is in your head. Every little thought, I must do this. I'm not on top of that. This needs to happen. Where am I going with this? Put it all down on paper. Just scribble, scribble, scribble for as long as it takes. And that will start to relieve your brain of feeling overwhelmed. We essentially have like a, it's almost like a whiteboard in our brain that we're storing this to-do list in. And the really difficult thing about it is that it records everything with ink that becomes invisible after a small amount of time. So this to-do list in your brain is constantly disappearing, which is making you feel even more overwhelmed. So if you can get all of that down on paper, then we can start to work out what to do with that. I agree. I think having everything written down makes such a difference, doesn't it? You can then just take that breather. And then the second step onto that, once you've got all your thoughts out of your brain and written down somewhere tangible that you can see so you don't need to worry about them, is to then get your numbers down there too. So really dive into your bank accounts, into whatever accounting software you're using, 
and make sure that you understand what's going on financially in your business. This means understanding what cash you have in your bank, what cash you're expecting to spend this month, what cash you're expecting to come in this month. So you can get that understanding of that cash position and where you are and do you have enough money to cover your outgoings? What money is is coming in? What amount of that do you need to then put aside for tax so you don't get a massive surprise tax bill at the end of the year? And this will also, by looking into your finances and having that analysis of how much money you've got and where it's coming and going, will then give you the opportunity to understand what money you have to spend on getting help to help support building these foundations and to help remove some of the chaos that you feel you're in and really help you move to the position where you have a bit more freedom and a bit more flexibility in your schedule. So once we have both sides of it, we've got the list of everything you feel that needs to happen in your business, all the things that are weighing on your mind. And then you've now got a much clearer vision of where you are financially. And as Pip says, like where you might have some budget to look at how you could support yourself with prioritizing what's on that list. So when you go to this list, everything you've listed down, you're almost looking for what are the key things, the most important tasks that are actually going to move your business forward. Not the nice to have, not the things that could happen. You need to see what the actual outcome is going to be of doing that task and why it's so important. We're going to pick one of those or two of those, and we're going to prioritize those as these are the tasks that I need to focus on to get the business moving forward. And we're going to look at what do I need to do to complete these tasks? Do I need to bring in some other expertise? Do I need a VA to help me sort out these systems and these zaps? Maybe just for a short-term project. Do I need someone to come in in my DMs and start to sell more of this product that I know is a moneymaker so that I've got a bit more cash in the bank to then focus on the next task, you know, and really think about where am I struggling? Is it money coming in? Is it time on tasks? Like what is my main focus to get me out of this problem? And then you can start to work through each of them in terms of priority. And also you can start to cross off some of the ones that don't need to be on that list, that don't need to be taking up valuable space in your brain, worrying about when they'll get done. Because actually, when you start looking at the big picture, maybe they're not as important as you thought they were. Oh, I love that. And actually, I do this every quarter. I sit down and have my strategy day where I do exactly this. I get everything down. I put it all out. I work out all the finances, I bring everything together and it really helps me not only sort out where I am in the moment, but help plan for the future. And I know this is something both of us do with our clients is is help facilitate clients going through this experience because it's so transformational when you know exactly where you are so you can then plan where you want to get to. Just to add into that, something that we are really focusing on in terms of our coaching and together working with clients in our strategy, Jays, on you know, what actually is the most important part of your business at the moment? And how can we help you push that forward, build the processes, build the team to support it, actually make it more profitable and less work for you going forward? Because that's such a big thing, right? Isn't it? It's when you know where to spend your limited pot of money to get the maximum output, 
that's where everything comes in. And this really ties nicely into what we can do to prevent us from getting to a place where we get completely overwhelmed. Like what steps we should have in place every single day, week and month to try and avoid as far as possible to ever getting ourselves to that place where we feel completely overwhelmed by everything. And for me, having that financial literacy in your business from day one is the key to that. If you understand your numbers, you understand where your money's coming in, how much money you're expecting to come in, what costs are going out, how much tax you're going to have to spend, you can make any decision from there. Once you have that basic information, and it's not a huge amount of information you need, I think it's really easy to look in you know, accounting software or speak to finance experts and they throw so many numbers and KPIs at you, it can be completely overwhelming. But if you can drill it down to those basics of your cash, your sales and your costs, so you can work out your profit, you can figure out everything from there. And that really will then help you from getting to this place where you're feeling panicking and you're not sure whether you can spend money or not spend money. And if you can spend money, you then don't even know what to spend it on because you just don't have that time to understand your base place. And exactly the same with kind of strategic project thinking. It's get that time in to think about what are the big picture items? Like where am I trying to go over the next one month, three months, 12 months? And then when you've got this never ending to-do list, you can think, okay, is that actually moving me forward to where I wanted to go with these goals that I've set? Or is it something irrelevant that I've dreamt up? I saw some other coach doing, I saw another business doing, and I thought maybe I should be doing that too. So really planning in your strategic time, your thinking time is going to help you prevent, help prevent getting you into that state of overwhelm later on. I also think that you really need to focus on one thing. I think often we get so distracted with shiny object syndrome and all the things that we can do, especially when we're seeing people online doing all the things that we lose focus on what's important. And actually, we really need to finesse and focus on our product, one product at a time. And essentially that product, whether it's your coaching program, whether it's a set of physical products that you sell on your e-com store, whatever that product is is the thing you should entirely focus on until you know it's profitable you know it's scalable you know that it's really working for you you have that sales funnel at the top you have those clients or those customers coming through buying you can deliver customers and clients are happy and coming back once you've got that sorted you can then move on to the next thing but so often I see people jumping between these different products and different things that they want to put out there and they never get the product actually working for them. And I, I always say that you really want your seven figure product before you move on. And certainly it needs to be a six figure product before you move on to anything else in your business. Because if not, you're not going to learn the mistakes. So you're just going to repeat them for the next product and you're going to fight profitability all the time. And what we really want to be doing is really building that profitable product stream for ourselves, get it working, get the team into support us so we can really step back as CEO and then we bring our sparkle and our juice and our vision to the next thing. I love that. And I think with that in mind, the final thing I would mention when you, if you're trying to prevent getting to this state of overwhelm is build in some blank space, you know, some time that you can deal with that stuff that comes up, the last minute emergency, the thing you didn't think about in the, the funnel that you've created so that you're not constantly trying to then have to steal time from life outside of work or family or weekends or holiday, you know, plan in that space in advance. 
Brilliant. Okay, so we've talked about what we can do to prevent ourselves from getting in this situation. But what can we do to help maintain this control and this maintain this feeling of sanity as we start to get busier? For me, the first thing we want to think about is planning. Now, as our business grows bigger and our team starts to grow and the number of clients we're serving grows or the number of customers we're sending products to grows, we can no longer move quite as fast as we could at the beginning. We have to start thinking ahead of what's going on. You know, what what projects do we have coming up in the, the short term, the next quarter, the next one to three months? What about the slightly longer term, that six months, that 12 months and further on? And we've got to start ensuring that we are set up to get ourselves to that place. You know, we're set up financially. We're set up in terms of our team. We have the systems in place. We built enough space so we can deal with whatever issues come up because we all know they're going to come up. Right. So it's really understanding that as you start to grow and you really move away from that solopreneur field to CEO role is that we have to plan we need to build in time to deal with everything that's coming to communicate that to people to build the things and we can't just make the decisions so starting to really think about making planning a priority in your weekly and monthly activities is really key yeah and as you're planning that in you're starting to plan in okay these are the projects this is where i'm trying to go what support do i need with this where am i going to need help where am I going to bring in a team member to support me on this topic? How can I grow this out so that it is using my time in the best possible way? And that might be sharing that load with somebody in the team as well. And planning also comes down to your finances as well. You need to understand where your money's coming in. And I know I'll say this again and again, but where is your money coming in? Where is it going out? What can I afford? You really want to think about that forecasting and looking forward are these projects that you have planned, are they money makers? Are they likely to be profitable? Have you done the calculations to make sure that you're going to make money from it? Because if you haven't, go and do that before you put all this work and effort and energy into creating this product, which actually might not be profitable for you. And I've seen this happen for so many clients. They've had an amazing idea, but they've just gone and done it rather than taking the step back and gone, right, is this profitable? Is this going to be making me the money that I want to see in my business? And often it can, but only if you change the way in which you do it or you change your pricing strategy or you change your messaging or whatever it might be. But if you don't figure that out first, you spent a lot of money to then deal with a much bigger problem later. And, and this is what we want to avoid. And of course, with this, you're also, as you start to grow, your tax bills are going to get bigger. Your fixed costs with team are going to get bigger. You have to be planning those in. You need to be building up that runway to support yourself. And it really comes down to understanding those numbers in your business and, and having control of them. It's, it feels really overwhelming, but once you have that control, really, you can do then whatever you want. It's just knowing what's coming and what those are so you can put that plan in place. And I think if you've looked at the numbers and you've got confident about, okay, this is this is going to make me money. This is going to be create cash. It's going to be predictable. And you move forward with it. But for some reason, it isn't working. Or it's the attention that you're putting into this project is pulling the resources that you were putting into something that was profitable and now no longer is, or the profitability has dropped because your attention has been spread. You need to know when to drop something, when to park it, maybe you need to come back to it at a later date. Maybe you need to think about it differently. 
And if you've looked at those numbers, then it's much easier to make those slightly hard gut-wrenching decisions, but know that, you know, you can always pick it up later when you've got the time to make it work properly. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that. I ran a strategy day with a lady from the States a few months ago, and this was something that we really focused on with her. She had essentially three elements to her business, kind of a service element, the e-commerce element, and then she ran workshops as well. And one of the things is that she really had her idea of which bits she wanted to grow of the business due to personal passions, although she loved all elements of the business. But what she hadn't done is looked at the numbers behind them. And so we sat down and worked out actually for her to hit her goal of making six figures in profit every year that she could take home as her salary. We needed to sell X number of products. We needed to run this number of workshops and we needed to do this number of service specific places. And when we started to build in not only just the revenue, but also the profitability of each, she really quickly realized that she was not dedicating enough time to one service that she was offering, which is a really high profit margin service for her. She was reducing that work thinking it gives me more time to sell my products, but actually the products needed so much volume to sell, she was really going to struggle in those early days to bring in that money where actually her just adding in one extra day of offering this service every week added 60k of profit to her bottom line each year. Now, I don't know about you, but if you could do one thing that you change one day a week, which didn't really affect what she was doing, she just changed her focus, but you're making an extra 60k a year. I mean, that to me is an absolute no brainer, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think this, I mean, that's a case in point why it's so important to understand what's going on in the back end of the business, to really be on top of what's happening, why it's happening and how you can improve it. So I think our takeaway today is really around knowing what's going on and building those good habits early in terms of, you know, checking in, like what are the main drivers in your business that you need to understand and feel secure about that help you to know you're on top of your business, that everything is happening how you want it to happen. And that's going to be different for everyone, but really think, okay, what are the things that I want to know that are going to make me feel comfortable around making decisions, knowing where I need to spend my time and energy, what, what is something that I can drop and understand what's going on and get into those good habits early around looking for that information. And one of those good habits is obviously getting intimate with your finances and get used to tracking. And it all really depends on how comfortable you feel with this and what stage you are of business how much granular detail you get in and which KPIs you're tracking. But to start off with, you really want to ensure that you are looking at that cash balance really frequently. I always say, look at your balance every day, know your numbers every day. You're planning your revenue. You're doing that forecasting. So you know what sales are coming in. You know what costs are coming out. You can plan for your profitability and your tax bill that's going to come up. And even if you start with those basic cash cost sales, Start with that, get really comfortable. Over time, you can then build more in as you become more comfortable and really help to drive forwards that success and also feel way less stressed about everything. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different for everyone. And obviously you have a business that is partly product-based, partly service-based. I would say coming from a, a more service-based business, the things that I really think about repetitively, like weekly, monthly, sometimes daily, 
cash forecasting. Like, what am I looking to bring in in revenue? What am I also looking to spend? So when I'm looking at what I'm going to bring in in revenue, what are the activities that I need to do to support that forecast? And how does that sit with other things I've got going on in my life? Like, am I on holiday for two weeks of that month? Is it realistic that I forecasted this sort of revenue coming in? Am I making sure to deduct money to put into my tax savings? What big outgoings have I got coming out? In Switzerland, they love to send you a massive bill out of nowhere that you just can't understand how it would be that high. Then looking at things like my ROI on spend. So what am I spending on my ads? What am I getting back from those? Is there any tech that I'm subscribed to that actually is surplus to requirements? Should I think about changing that? So I'm constantly keeping on top of those numbers to make myself feel comfortable about what's coming up in the business and where I have time, don't have time, what I need to focus on. Oh, I 100% agree with this. And I, I also think it's really important to understand that each business is different. So, you know, as you mentioned, I have my coaching business and I have my e-commerce business. And the numbers that I look at and the things I concentrate in both businesses are really quite different. In the coaching business, it's much more about the revenue and that I am really supporting my clients in the right way and understanding my funnel and onboarding and all of those elements. Where in my e-commerce business, because it's much bigger and we have the full team, it's much more about understanding those KPIs, those marginal gains, which I need to know if a KPI starts going up and down in the right direction, because I look at them every week, I can very quickly pick up mistakes. And also the KPIs that my team are responsible for. So I can really quickly pick up issues within the team and try and deal with them as quickly as possible, rather than letting things get out of control and then getting me to that place of overwhelm. So I think it's, as you say, it's coming back to building those good habits and understanding for you what that looks like. And for me, I always think there's three, the three things you need to think about is first, check your numbers, make sure financially you're okay. Because if financially you're okay, it will take a huge amount of stress off you. Second, it's the, the support piece. What team do I need to think about? Who are the other people in my life that I need to think about? And are they okay? And how are things going? And then finally, checking in on yourself, like, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I have enough time? Do I feel like I need to take a holiday? Do I feel like I want to, you know, take some time out to look after myself? Or do I actually feel that that self-care thing to me is saying no to going and doing something and actually just sitting down and knocking through my to-do list so I feel better about the stress that I've created for myself? And I think when you combine those three things, that's when you then start to build this balanced well oiled machine that you feel that you can keep continuing to drive along you know and enjoy driving along as well thank you for listening to simplified scaling if you love this episode please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review and if you know someone that would love this episode too why not share it on your stories and don't forget to tag us we love it when you get in touch head to the show notes and drop us a dm or send us an email we can't wait to hear about your business